beautiful souls and welcome or welcome back to the thoughts that manifest podcast i'm l and i am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you today's episode is one that i felt called to record um kind of because i have recently just opened up in my previous episodes about my healing journey and what that's like and So today, I kind of wanted to share with you a little bit about shadow work and how to heal your inner child and how to like do shadow work and figure out what our triggers are so that we can do the healing. Now, I want to start with like this disclaimer here that one, I am not a licensed therapist or psychologist or anything like that. So do not take this episode and replace it with that kind of information. Like seek out a licensed therapist, seek out a licensed psychologist and get the help you need. Um, I'm actually just sharing all of this because it's what I have personally experienced and learned through my own healing journey through going to therapy and just, you know, reading a lot of content about inner child healing and working through my own trauma and my own emotional wounds, okay? So I just want to keep that in mind because I do not want anybody to take this episode and use it in replace of, you know, actually getting help from someone who is licensed and qualified on this topic. So this is more so just me sharing my own personal experiences, what I've learned, and hopefully it can help you in some way, maybe open your eyes a little bit. And I've honestly benefited so much from going to therapy in the past. I recently started going again and, um, you know, it's been great. I might even seek out someone else as well because the therapy that I'm going to right now, I don't feel like it's truly doing its job the way that I would like it to. Like, I want even more intense, like, inner work. I'm actually thinking about seeking out a second therapist as well on top of what I'm doing right now because I do feel like I just have this deep connection to my past, to my childhood that it's been really hard for me to let go of and I'm recognizing this within myself and because of that, I've seen tons of repeating cycles happen in my life and I'm just ready to really allow myself to, you know, learn, heal, forgive, move forward and on with my life so that I'm not no longer allowing these triggers and these situations to affect me so deeply as it has. But one thing that I've learned from actually, you know, doing the inner work and going to therapy and all of that is that usually when we are growing up in a situation like in childhood, if our parents can sometimes say the littlest of things and as a child, we take it to heart. We take it in a way where we kind of, I guess I could just say like we take it to heart. And for me, I feel like for so long, I pushed a lot of my emotions away. Like I, I didn't want to actually feel them or I didn't know that I was doing this because of the way that my parents might have handled my strong emotions as a kid. And I'm not like saying that they're at fault for any of this. I've started to look at my, what I went through in childhood from a different perspective, from a different light, because I'm realizing now that my parents had their own trauma, their own struggles, their own issues that they were facing, and they were brought up, you know, 
by parents who had their own trauma, etc. So it was like this generational pattern that kept cycling, and this is actually very common. I'm going to talk more about this, but we store these emotions, and then when our emotions are ready to finally be released, they're going to come up in different ways, essentially. And for me, this past week, it has been through anxiety, and my anxiety has been next level, like insane, so intense. It's been the most intense that it's ever been since childhood, actually. And what I'm realizing is that I feel as if all of the stored emotions are finally feeling safe to come out, and it's doing so in a way that's causing me anxiety, but it's also causing me to self-reflect. And I did a lot of writing because writing really helped between writing and just crying because, oh my goodness, the amount of tears I've cried this past week has just been insane. Many mental breakdowns and sometimes you can't even pinpoint why you feel the way that you do or why things are happening the way that they are. And you know, I'm the type of person who wants to know freaking why. Like, I, w I always want to know why. Like, I want to know why it's happening, why I feel that way, you know, and so asking why constantly can sometimes not always be a good thing, but it did allow me to do self-reflection and I was able to kind of figure out why these emotions were finally coming up and out of my body right now and what triggered it and what I still needed to work on and I was okay with that because I know it's so easy to, you know, kind of get really hard on ourselves when we've been on this healing journey and all of a sudden, like, the littlest of thing triggers us and we're like, dang, like, I really thought I worked on that, like, I thought I came so far, why all of a sudden am I feeling this way again? Well, let me tell you, healing is not linear there's always going to be ups, there's always going to be downs, and you cannot beat yourself up about it, and you also don't want to make it a focus of your life either. Like, you still want to live and enjoy life and not always constantly stress about why things are happening the way they are. Like, yes, it's good to get to the bottom of it so that you can heal it, but when you're constantly doing this, it can be really draining, okay? So, let's talk about our shadow self. This is the part of us where our ego comes from, comes in, tries to stop us from, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone or that part of us that decides to do what our parents want us to do rather than, you know, what we think is best for ourselves. Our shadow side, our shadow self holds all of our limiting beliefs that often stop us from manifesting what we really desire and it stops us from showing up as our true authentic self. It's also the part of us that reveals itself when we feel triggered and so that's why I find it really important to talk about how to figure out, you know, what we need to heal by addressing the shadow side. And I'm actually going to leave a link below to journal prompts that will help you also kind of figure this out as well. There's shadow work journal prompts. But what I want you to do, and by the way, this is just a disclaimer, this episode could be triggering. So keep that in mind. Um, if you're easily triggered by talking about things like this, then in like your inner child, then maybe make sure that you're ready to hear some of the things that I might be talking about. But what I want you to do is really just think about what triggers you. This is how we figure out what we need to heal by figuring out our triggers. And usually our triggers will point towards that shadow side, that side of us 
that does need to be healed. And then I want you to also think about what reactions and responses do you have to those triggers? Because usually these reactions are trauma responses, and this is what I've learned in therapy. So for example, because of the relationship I had with my dad growing up, I was constantly walking on eggshells around him because his temper would change instantly. He was constantly angry, always upset and yelling, and this really bothered me as a child to the point where I would always second guess my actions. I came from a place of wondering if what I'm doing was going to make my dad upset or if it wasn't and it created this fear but it also created this trauma response of people pleasing and I held on to this my entire life until I finally started healing and realized that this was a trauma response that I picked up in my childhood as a way to protect myself as a kid because oftentimes our trauma responses are just, you know, reactions to try to protect ourselves. I was trying to protect myself from my dad's anger by tiptoeing around him and pleasing him by doing things that I thought would make him happy and not upset. So this is something I held on to, but now that I'm older, I don't need to hold on to this any longer because I'm no longer a child who is trying to protect themselves. I can let go of this. I'm safe. And, you know, I always hated confrontation, actually. Making other people upset just always triggered me. I could not stand when other people yelled at me. I automatically would cry because it was just, you know, a reaction that I would try to just avoid altogether. And because of this, I would just do what I thought would make everyone else happy rather than doing what would make me happy. And oftentimes, people-pleasing can cause this inauthentic version of ourselves because we aren't listening to what we truly want. Instead, we are doing what we think others want us to do, which creates this mask of who we truly want to be and show up as, okay? So you could probably notice this too if, for example, you have parents that really wanted you to go to college and get a degree, but deep down, you know that's not entirely what you want to do. You think college would be a waste of money for you because you aren't sure what you really want to do for the rest of your life yet, but you don't want to let your parents down because they're your parents. You'd do anything to make them proud. You want them to be proud of you, so you feel like they'll be only be proud of you if you follow the path that they want for you. That's people-pleasing. Instead of listening to your intuition, you follow your parents' wishes for you and you go to college. That's just another example of just trying to seek external validation, people please, and this creates a block between you and your intuition. Because instead of listening to your intuition, you are listening to external voices that are outside of you. And the need for external validation is another trauma response that many of us pick up as a child. I know I personally struggled with external validation for a really long time. I always wanted my parents to reassure me as a child to validate my feelings, but often I didn't get that validation that I needed. Usually feeling rejected by a parent creates this wound and can cause us to so badly want approval and acceptance from those around us to fill a void from childhood. And the thing is, we didn't come here to live a life that other people want for us or to only make other people happy. We are meant to live out a life where we are listening to our gut, a life where we are in alignment with our highest version of self and that intuition. That's how we live out the most authentic versions of ourselves and that's when our soul is the most fulfilled. So, 
What trauma responses have you created to protect yourself as a child that you have not been able to let go of? Some examples of trauma responses could be codependency, staying in toxic situations because you feel like that's what you are worthy of, or staying in toxic situations because you are afraid to step out of your comfort zone and leave. Oftentimes, we cling on to what is comfortable to us because the unknown is different. It's uncertain. It's something new and it scares our ego. And like I shared in a previous episode, because of experiences that I went through as a child, I became so familiar with change and chaos that when my life finally felt stable, I would actually self-sabotage because it was so unfamiliar to me. Sometimes we become so comfortable with chaos and toxic situations that we can't even see how much damage it's actually causing. But it's these cycles that we can break through doing shadow work and inner child healing. And now other trauma responses include, you know, like second guessing yourself and indecisiveness the need for external validation, not prioritizing your own needs, clinging to unhealthy relationships, constantly blaming yourself, a victim mentality, lacking boundaries, always trying to fix others, addictions, and just so much more. If any of these sound familiar to you, then this could be an indication that you still have this unhealed wound that you need to address. Doing the shadow work helps us come into alignment with our highest self, like I had mentioned before, and it raises our vibration, which then helps us to align with those manifestations. Unhealed wounds and ignored emotions can also fill us with limiting beliefs. So I kind of want to touch on some of the limiting beliefs and trauma responses that I created in my own life and how I was able to work through each of them. So I have been on this healing journey for a really long time now and it's never easy. Like I said, it's not linear. Some days are easier than others and some days you just feel like you took a step back, but that's okay. But the thing is, embracing my healing journey has helped me find who I truly want to be. The life that I want to live, it's helped me find not only my voice, but my inner strength and confidence that I always had been pushing away. And one of my deepest wounds has been this abandonment wound. For me, this started back when my parents got divorced and I was dealing with relationship struggles with my dad. And there were many instances when I felt as if my dad abandoned me. From when my parents divorced and he took off to travel the country without saying goodbye, to when he got mad at me when I was only like 14, 15 years old and left me in a parking lot alone with no ride home and no cell phone and not showing up for my big life moments like prom and my high school graduation. See, I always knew growing up that my relationship wasn't always the best with my dad, but I didn't realize just how much that relationship with my dad affected my love life and my relationship with others. So some signs of an abandonment wound are, you know, fear of being left out or always feeling like you are being left out. You fear that people are going to leave you, so you struggle to get emotionally attached. Or you attract codependent relationships and you struggle with codependency. You hate being alone. You attract emotionally unavailable partners. When you argue, you threaten to leave. These are just some examples that may indicate that you need to heal from an abandonment wound. And now another wound that is common would be a neglect wound. And we usually see this when we don't receive the emotional support that we needed growing up. A lot of parents actually have trauma of their own that they never healed from. And most of the time, they show love in ways that they were shown love. They show us love the best way they can, but sometimes their best is lacking a lot. And maybe you've listened to my past episode on generational trauma, but generational trauma is very common in my parents' generation. 
you know, they are the generation that were shown tough love. And because they were shown tough love and never allowed themselves to heal from the tough love they received, this creates that generational trauma cycle because now the parent is showing love to their child the way that they were shown love. And you hear this generation often say things like, you know, I was shown tough love and I turned out fine. And most of the time they fail to notice the toxic cycles and trauma responses that they actually have from the tough love that they were shown. Healing and doing shadow work can help break this generational trauma cycle. A common wound that can come from tough love is this neglect wound. Neglect can be seen in many different ways. A common way is emotional neglect, when you have a parent who is emotionally detached and isn't there to help their child work through the emotions. Perhaps the child feels like they can't open up emotionally because the parent doesn't want to bother talking about emotions. And they tell the child to stop crying, it's not that serious, you have nothing to be upset about. Another way a child can be neglected is when the parents aren't home that much. So the child is basically taking care of themselves and they get pushed to become independent and grow up really fast. The parents aren't there to give guidance or support that the child needs or to provide those basic necessities, those basic needs. So some signs of a neglect wound can be feeling like you are never good enough, struggling with low self-worth, you don't like asking for help, you are sensitive to like rejection, you attract emotionally unavailable partners, you feel like you can only rely on yourself, it's hard for you to feel your emotions, you don't open up emotionally to others, and you may struggle to be emotionally affectionate to others. It's hard for you to let things go, you don't have proper boundaries in place, You suppress your emotions and at times you get angry easily. And these, again, are just some examples. And then we have a guilt wound. And often this can happen to children who, you know, were used as the scapegoat or had a narcissistic parent. And an example of this is like a parent using you as an excuse as to why they can't do something or overhearing a parent blame you for something that you know deep down wasn't your fault. It's when a parent doesn't want to take accountability. And this is seen often when it comes to divorce as well. This creates trauma responses like constantly apologizing and feeling sorry or bad. You tend to attract people who make you feel guilty. You don't like to ask for anything, especially help. You are afraid to or you can't set proper boundaries, which can also lead to, again, people-pleasing tendencies. And so the last wound that I'm going to mention is the trust wound. Often this is created when there is a form of broken trust, even something like a parent always promising to, you know, make it to one of your games or your recitals and then they never show up, or a parent who promises you something but always lets you down consistently and they can't keep their word. So there's that lack of trust or someone in your life that may have overstepped your boundaries and created this energy of distrust. It can be created in adulthood too, when you have a partner who lies to you, breaks promises, or cheats, but often these relationships find their way to us because of childhood wounds that we haven't healed from. If you have dealt with a lot of betrayal in your life, then you may have created trauma responses like finding ways not to trust people, or you are constantly afraid of being hurt. You have insecurities and you need external validation. You don't feel safe most of the time and you tend to attract people who don't feel safe and constantly break your trust. And oftentimes we are attracting similar situations in our life that reflect the childhood we had because 
that's what's considered comfortable to us. It's all we've ever known, so subconsciously, we think that's all we deserve. And our subconscious mind continues to look for relationships that will mirror back these unhealed wounds to us and trigger us until we finally recognize the repeating patterns, heal, and make the necessary changes. So the first step in healing our inner child and doing shadow work is to identify the toxic patterns and cycles that continue to repeat in our life. Maybe it's a toxic relationship that keeps repeating. Maybe it's a toxic work environment that you can't get out of. Maybe it's a financial crisis that you can't seem to get past. These are all reflections of how we feel internally. For the longest time, I struggled financially. I had a lot of debt and I felt like I would never get to the point where I'd make ends meet. I remember so badly just wanting to buy my own home and it felt like it would just never happen. And that's because I was coming from a place of lack. I had this lack mindset when it came to money and a lot of that stemmed from my childhood. My parents never had money. I always had a roof over my head and food on the table, which I was very grateful for. But I watched my parents struggle when my dad lost his job. And when my parents divorced, my mom was a single mom who worked two to three jobs just to make it by. I was surrounded by limiting money beliefs all of my life. Money was considered the root of all evil. My parents constantly fought over money. I had to unlearn these money mindsets in order to allow myself to be open to receive money. When we are coming from a place of lack, we are essentially blocking higher vibrational energy and therefore we keep things like money from entering our life. So the first step to healing is to identify your triggers and trauma responses. And yes, there's probably many that you have. This isn't always easy to do, especially if you suppressed your childhood memories. But my best tip if you do have suppressed memories from childhood and you can't remember your childhood is to try not to search for your memories, but instead recognize your triggers when they come up. Like, what makes you angry? What makes you upset? What limiting beliefs do you have? How do you react when you are arguing with someone else? You know, actually, the way that we argue with someone can point out so many unhealed wounds. For example, do you say things like, ugh, nothing I ever do is good enough, or I know it's all my fault, I'm the worst, or do you say things like, I'll just leave if that's what you want? Do you get loud and violent like punching walls or throwing things? The way that you communicate and handle disagreements are usually a trauma response and can point you towards wounds that you need to heal. If you threaten to leave, you probably struggled with abandonment wounds. If you say you aren't good enough, then you probably felt rejected or neglected in some way by your parent. Once you identify your triggers, that's when you can start to truly heal. So like I mentioned before, I attached to this episode in the show notes 90 journal prompts for shadow work that might help you. You know, you can use this as a 90-day journaling challenge or you can do two journal prompts a day. You don't even have to do them all. You could pick out, you know, just the ones that really call to you. But I don't suggest doing all of the prompts at once. It's important to space them out because it can be extremely triggering and emotionally exhausting. But really use these prompts to help you connect with your shadow side, the side of you that needs love and healing. And these journal prompts can trigger you, so that's something to be mindful of, but they will help you get to the root of your wound. So only use them if you feel ready. I like to think of our wounds like a weed. In order to get rid of the weed, you need to take out the root. Otherwise, it'll keep coming back. Your wounds are very similar. If you don't get to the root of the problem, 
or the root of your wound, you will continue to get triggered until you finally allow yourself to heal the root of the issue. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that this kind of brought you some clarity and that it can help you identify, you know, your shadow self and your shadow side, where you need to do healing and I hope that you're able to just let go of those trauma responses that you held on to to protect yourself as a child and you give your inner child a safe space to feel again and to really heal because feeling and healing is just the best way to release our emotions that we stored within our body and it can really help when it comes to anxiety but of course it's going to bring up a lot of emotions and anxiety in the process, but I promise on the other side, it gets better. And I am sending you all of my love. Until next time.